Geek Tank Radio on 98.1 The Max. Welcome, everyone. We are the Geek Patrol, and our microphones don't have a stun setting. This episode of Geek Tank Radio is brought to you by the Bad Baby Restraining Harness. It's all fun and games until your toddler crushes your droid smith. Keep your whole crew safe with the Bad Baby Restraining Harness. I'm invested in this. Yeah, <laughs> I think this is yeah. a long overdue. I don't. I don't have any you children. Of, I, have, I don't have any children of my own, but uh, I would like to make sure that anybody who brings children to my house, they can't destroy my collectibles. Yeah, and keep them away from the tools. But, you know? I but, don't. I don't care about that. Save that for your other show. Have you seen the upgrade kit for it? <laughs> yeah, it so. works basically like a garage door opener, but you just hook the leash to it, and the minute he hits something too far, you hit the button. Tracks him right back. High tech. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, welcome to uh, Geek Tank Radio, everybody. You never know uh, what mm. mileage you'll get out of these. Joe, why am I in, why am I in one of these right now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, you'll find out. In a stand by. Uh, I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth and our buddy Max over there behind the glass. And of course, you know, the Mandalorian season mm. uh, season three episode one dropped, and we're we're gonna at least lightly skim over. I was that. just gonna talk about that right now. Uh, no, hold on. Yeah. I'm setting the table properly, like a normal uh, show, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get sidetracked by your comments. Liar. Uh, later in the show, this is going to be interesting. We don't know where this is going to go, but AI is okay. You pull up YouTube. Any of us pull up YouTube, and and AI. At least art is everywhere. We've seen this. Mm. That's a little upsetting. AI storytelling is either a thing mm -hmm. now. It's it's either secretly being done or it's coming. I, and I'll wanna... tell you this, Joe. Yeah. If you uh, if you click on the little three dots next to that video and say do not recommend channel on at least three of those AI, they stop prompting them. Um. Well, I want to see them. I don't. They're scary. Okay, so but but also but we'll get into that later. There was some it, it sparked a bigger debate about uh, it, it, what you know about um, the I don't, I don't know if I want to say it. it's going to spark a, a, an interesting conversation about our wish list. Uh, if we could time travel and go back in time and make any movie or any sto story we want, it it, it kind of sparked that discussion, and we'll we'll tie it all together. You know, trust us. Don't worry about it. But folks, uh, <laughs> I I need to make a correction, Famous Brandon. Last and words. I I strive to be uh, you know accurate here on the show, and we all we all try to give you, you you know truthful information. But I made a mistake last you've, week. You've always been really good about making sure that someone's shenanigans gets credited to the correct person, and and you you kind of stepped on the you know well on okay. the break this time around. Last week we talked about B. Joe Tremble, who is uh, you know we we have a new segment that we're gonna do, uh, insert from time to time, and it's for the work title right now is legends and geekdom and mm -hmm. it's basically mm -hmm. celebrating either great moments or not so great moments or uh great people in geek history b joe tremble was uh part of the effort to save star trek in season three and to accomplish that goal i mistake she she re recruited a lot of people to help her and there was a, this uh famous story about somebody going behind enemy lines at uh NBC and sneaking in the back of a limousine and all that. If you want to hear the story, just listen to last week's episode. However, I incorrectly said B. Joe Tremble was the woman who did that, and it was actually one of her associates, Wanda Kendall. Wanda and, Kendall, yes. Okay. And so Wanda needs the credit she deserves and uh Because she was sneakier. Yeah, and I think partly illegal. I guess the statute of limitations <laughs> is probably up, right? I would say so. Uh, I, <laughs> trespassing typically only holds for 10 years. Okay. And that's, yeah. that's if you vandalize. But what she did was pretty much vandalization. 
And uh, you yeah. know this how, Brandon? Why do I know? <laughs> because she was sticking I stuff work, to people's cars. I was going to say, I work in an industry that is all about running people off from places. Okay. Well, I'm just, that's very, that's very oddly specific information no, you have. Well, you but, but Wanda Kendall, hats off, and I'm sorry I uh, didn't give you the credit you deserve last week. So, all right. Hey, guys, the Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 1 dropped. <laughs> and I got to be honest, Brandon, I, I, you know, we all love the show. We, right, we right. stand behind it. We love Jon Favreau. This was not what I would have expected this, for a first episode. This whole episode was only 34 minutes long, and that's with the credits mm -hmm. and the recap. Yeah. But all this was was literally just, it was it was a table setting that could have taken the first 10 minutes of an episode. If that. Yeah, it didn't feel, I mean, it felt like a fun episode, it, but it, it felt like a more I mean, filler episode. It was, it was fun. It, it, it was it was all right. I, you, know, you get the feeling. It's like. Yeah, we know what grief's up to. We know what uh, what what Cara Dune is off doing. We know that he is still not in good standing with the Death Watch Mandalorians. We know that Bo Katan has lost all of uh, her followers because mm -hmm. she didn't come back with the uh, the uh, dark saber. And we now know that Babu Frick is a member of the Anzalin uh, species, and they are basically little bitty mechanics. They're funny. Yeah, they're just real tiny in that. But yeah. but the thing about it is And that's that's the whole episode. I just ruined the whole episode for you. Brandon, I don't know that they clearly laid out that this is 2 years later. Oh, and we like, saw pirates. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was like But do you think they they did that they did that correctly cuz I Well, it, it felt like the world's longest movie trailer. It I mean Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, that was I that was just my impression. Well, and, I and, just looked and at this and I thing. went I think you're right, um, Alan. Yep. You, know, you know, I feel like I'm just—it's entertaining and it's and fun. But I'm gonna—I'm gonna spoil you by telling you it's not two years later. I thought it is. No, it has been dropped two years later, but that it is not two years later it, because this piggybacks right off the very end of Book of Boba Fett. Okay, which is Mandalorian chapter two point five. So, how much later mm. in time is it from the last time we saw? It? He had maybe been using the dark saber about. He'd been focusing with it about a month before we saw him in Book of Boba Fett. Okay, see, I was listening to these things, and they said the time jump is two years, you know, and we talk about... No, so no, 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 no. That's fixing to happen. That's going to happen in mid-season. Oh, well, spoiler. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, that's what the interviews have said. I don't watch that stuff. I don't <laughs> want to do know, know any of that What do you stuff? listen to that tells you two years? I, I watch these guys that criticize stuff, and they, they you know... Right. They're dumb. Okay. Well, guessing. They don't even remember that it's been 20 days since the last time they showered. Uh, they're YouTubers. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but but it, it was it was very odd, but it's like we've... You know, John John Favreau has so much street credibility with us, we, we kind of overlook it. Oh, yeah. In a normal situation, you're like, well, this show's done it's not gonna you know but i trust that it, it's all leading somewhere it, it literally it, it felt i feel that we would have probably gotten about another 10 minutes of footage setting up rangers of the new republic if gina carano hadn't uh basically stepped on herself and gotten fired by disney um okay well i want but I, bigger question though we right? saw those uh those um, hyperspace traveling whales and yes does that an indication that we might see thrawn because that, that's where that, we left off well, with that's the Rebels thing. That, and all that that's stuff. That's all so. about Ahsoka. I think that whole thing is probably the most intriguing part of it. But we'll, we'll be following it, and we stand behind you, John Favreau. Never fear. You're listening to Geek Tank Radio, you guys. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk all about AI storytelling. You're listening to Geek Tank Radio on 98.1 The Max. Did someone order a life-size statue of Optimus Prime? The Geek Patrol is back. 
Th- 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 that's mine. It's, it's to replace you all. It's okay. Slowly all right. but surely. All right. Anyway, welcome back. Okay. Welcome back Can to... Can we send uh, him back to 98.9? Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> uh, welcome back to uh, Geek Tank Radio, everybody. I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth and our buddy Max over there behind the glass. And uh, if you're just tuning in, we, we, we skimmed lightly over our discussion of uh, Mandalorian Season 3. We'll jump back uh, in in we'll, about we'll four s- episodes when... Right, uh, John Favreau blows Joe away. Yeah, yeah. more has been revealed. Yeah. yeah, we we all thought it was an unusual uh, launch for season three. I for one thing, You're the I only thought one it would who be feels an it's hour- unusual. Well, I, I watch enough you know procedurals. Your first one just set stuff up. No, and I, then all of a sudden something bad happens at the very end. Why wasn't the first? I I I remember specifically the first episode of the Bad Batch was like over an hour long, I believe, and stuff. I I expected a why, long, why really. Are, why are intense. you comparing a procedural drama to a cartoon? Well, not to nitpick, but are we seeing a procedural or are we seeing a no, space is, western? I mean, it's Clint Eastwood. Well, all the yeah, way. but but it's here's like, the thing. Procedural Western, it, 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 Gunsmoke, uh, The Rifleman, all of those shows were the same way. Okay. I mean, you just, they, they want to remind you who the characters are, but right. they're not ready to get into the story yet. Well, we, we would love your opinion, too. You know, this is a good thing to chime in on as the season unfolds. Go to Geek Tank Radio's Facebook page. Check it out. Go to geektankradio.com and uh, weigh in. I still love how you still think these people who listen to us are going to Facebook for uh, Geek Tank. Well, go wherever you go. <laughs> so, hey, um, well, I go there. But anyway... Hey, you guys, so we've all seen this, and it's yes. funny. I was I fell victim to this. When it first came out, I thought, okay, we've seen this AI artwork and everything. Like, we're mm. basically, it's it's getting scary now. You type something in, and I think, uh, I know they have this thing where you could take a picture of your face, and uh, you you type it in, and suddenly it makes you look like you were from a 19, or, or, or a 1600s painting or something like right. that, or whatever. So AI... More or less, you're typing in instructions, and you you might type in Batman in the samurai era of uh, feudal Japan or something yeah. like that, and it types in, and it creates this art. Well, that's starting to get a little too scary for me. Um, I'm sorry. The, 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 the tech nerd in me is jumping up. It doesn't okay. create anything. It pulls from 14 different sources. Minimum and and melds them all together. Okay, so that's what it's do. It's kind of like a Google search. Right. If you type in keywords, it'll yeah. meld that together. Okay. Right, well, right. we've we've discussed this, and everybody and, know. And yeah, you're 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 right though. It it is getting a little scary. Well, the thing is, because some of it's pretty darn cool too. It's like you know, well, I saw this Iron Man thing from Victorian era, and I'm like, right. okay. That's pretty interesting. However, it's also creeping into storytelling, and I still have to believe. I think there's some AI influence in some storytelling today, which leads to the question. Well, yeah. Of, do, you, do you genuinely believe anybody human wrote the Batman? <laughs> hey, it whoa, was. Wait it, a I'm sorry. It was. It, it, it was too flawless to be human. You know, by human hands. Well, see, that's the question. Is that where this is going? What if AI just becomes really good at storytelling and? I, there's so many implications here. So I mean, the thing is, is like we're bashing them as if they don't have like any creative abilities. But what if we, what if we get to a future and everything where artificial intelligence becomes so advanced that we start 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 thinking about the creative licensing and rights and copyrights of an artificial intelligence? It, it, it's a real can of worms here because I, I see Will Smith running around now blowing uh, stuff up. Yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> it's like, um, but uh, well, you know, uh, there are one or two things that have already begun to happen because of that. Of a, a number of college presses are getting overwhelmed with their 
little alerts that this is probably somebody else's work. Yeah. The, well, that's oh, you're talking about like writing their final exam right, or something. Well, well, I mean, you know, when There's you're when you're writing, a, you know, people are using AI programs to flesh out their thesis. Yes. And <laughs> this it's not a joke. I mean, these people are plagiarizing because it's pulling. It, from already published works in order to fill in the blanks. Yeah. And people are thinking, well, it's the AI. They're just, it's writing what I wanted to write. But, but no, it's, it would be just like it's, if you took somebody else's work and took paragraph here from page 12, a paragraph over here from page 37, it's still plagiarism. Brent, there's this thing called, uh, I just saw, um, uh, I think it's an app called Grammarly. Yes. And it's yeah. like, okay, it, 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 I watched the whole commercial just out of curiosity. It's basically like um, it helps you be a more effective and positive communicator. For right. example, the lady's a team leader in a, in a business. And so she types in this sentence that uh, sounds, it's, it's a positive sentence. It's like we have to work on this project or something. Grammarly gives you a suggestion and says this is a more uplifting way to write it. The app corrects right. it and then you send it. So it, you have artificial intelligence I, I don't know. Go well, ahead, Al. <laughs> well, I'm going to go back in time a little you know? bit when they were using a computer algorithm, not an AI, but a computer algorithm, to identify undiscovered works. Okay. So was this written by Shakespeare, yes or no? Well, there's unique idioms in how a person writes something or whether you're being copied of is this a Shakespeare, is this not? Is this an Edgar Allan Poe, or is it not? Uh -huh. And there was a tell-all book written by a mystery writer that was later outed as a reporter for one of the, the political newspapers in Washington, D.C. because of unique word usage. Now, if we're going to homogenize all of this, I mean, this is, this is pouring 50... This, the AI production here is like taking 50 dairy farms and pouring all the milk into one big batch and getting out one homogenized product because the AI isn't thinking of it yet. Right. It's merely digesting it and producing it. it it's, it's, a very, it's a very weird and strange slope. That we're finding ourselves it, standing at. It's a total. I mean, we think about okay, we have the technology for three D printing. Well, we probably have the technology now where you could uh, put a chisel or something on a on a robot and it could make you a statue. And well, it could car I mean, yes, well, we, we have that so ability. We've, we've had we've technically had that ability for about twenty years now, Joe. So I'm just <laughs> yeah. Okay, but you would have programmed and told the, the 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 robot what to make. Now you have the robot deciding what to make and. I don't know. Is this going to put all storytellers out of business eventually? No, no, because uh, right, you know, as as we go through this, it, it won't matter because the AI and the art. I mean, it's going to need something to pull from, and eventually, it's going to consider what it's been pulling from obsolete, and it'll need something new. But AI doesn't genuinely create it; technically, steals. Yeah. Okay. I'm not kidding. I mean, that's just that's what it's doing with the AI art. I like to think that this isn't um, uh, like putting people out of business. It's expanding who qualifies as a writer. Mm, I don't know. Okay. Well, there's more to unpack. So, and you better believe we're going to unpack it. You're listening to Geek Tank Radio. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. You're listening to Geek Tank Radio on 98.1 The Max. Their Metachlorian count is off the charts. The Geek Patrol is back. Well, you know, I haven't checked it lately, but I like to think it's, it's, mm. it's above average. Anyway, well, 
whatever. Uh, it can't. Be. <laughs> it can't be. I would. I would use it for so many bad things. Okay. Anyway, welcome back to uh, Geek Tank Radio, everybody. I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth and our buddy Max behind the glass. And if you're just tuning in, we are getting a little. Uh, I think we're at, we're in the middle of a thought provoking and uh, maybe shocking and. Uh, possibly horrifying conversation all about ai in storytelling and art and what is that going to do to our culture what is that doing is it put is it going to put um is it going to put storytellers out of business max doesn't seem to think so however maybe i don't know what you meant by that max we're expanding the scope of what that is of what a storyteller is or what i meant by that is the fact that like humans aren't the only thing that qualify anymore as writers artificial intelligence could also qualify as artists and writers that's great but is that a good thing or is that a i mean i'd say that's an okay thing it's a it's a transitionary thing we might accept it with a little bit of xenophobia but at, at first but perhaps once we learn to commingle like in star wars i'm a you commingle with artificial intelligence and you just come to accept it let me let me paint a scenario for you guys, and I could see this becoming a Hollywood movie here. So, okay, well, we know that um, movies have the ability to movies and stories or books and everything have a, the ability to shape public opinion and shape our sensibilities and influence the culture, right? I mean, there's no no denying that. So, Saturday Night Fever proved that, we, right? We're good, well, and for good or bad, you know, there's good things that that come about, <laughs> and 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 so. Um, what if, let's just suppose AI just get, and, and they, they decide that in their own way, they're going to, they're going to go the Terminator route, but maybe not as bloody or brutal. Maybe they don't want to wipe us out. They just want to subjugate us and you mean turn like, us into their minions. You mean like the matrix? Yeah, exactly. But mm. what if, what, what if they don't want us completely, you know, just basically batteries? What if they just want to more or less for their own purposes, control what we do? Well, storytelling would be a pretty powerful way to do that, right? They, in their own, they could use subtlety. Maybe they have a long-term plan that's going to take a century to come about. But see, through storytelling, uh, so weaponized storytelling is what I'm getting. At. So this is the worst time in the history of <laughs> of mankind to do that because I we say, are we we, already have we've that. proven plenty of times people don't read. <laughs> well, they watch video, they watch movies and stuff. So well, yeah, and and you know. Rupert Murdoch's already taking care of brainwashing those people. Well, I'm just saying, I, I mean, is it that far fetched? In other words, it would compromise good storytelling because there'd be an agenda attached. No, which... we compromised good storytelling 30, 40 years ago. Okay. Thing is, is artificial intelligence is a product of the person who, cre um, uh, is a reflection of the person who created them. Just like um, uh, in data, like um, uh, from Star Trek, he's a reflection of his creator. And so. What if an artificial intelligence was created with benevolent intentions? It's just like a tool. It's a neutral device. It doesn't necessarily mean it's good or bad. <sighs> Road to hell, Matt. Ma Max, I, you sound yeah. like I don't, that I don't, guy I, at the I beginning mean, of every sci-fi horror right. movie. I'm, I'm not religious or anything like that, but it's Sunday morning. I'm going to tell you, what's, what is the road to hell paved with? Good, good intentions. intentions. Well, think of this, too. How deluded it would be. Okay, so you get... You get an AI that's created by a person. Okay, well, data may very well reflect, uh, you know, uh, new, I forget his creator's name, but anyway, he may reflect it. Well, set, what if data, pro, what if data makes an artificial I, intelligence and then five generations down the road, it's kind of diluted. You're not even thinking about I, the well, person anymore. You're I, thinking I mean, about the I don't, AI. I don't want to. 1984 where novels were written on novel writing machines. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I don't, I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to really go into a Trek tangent, but let's just be completely honest. Data was more a reflection of the people he worked with than he was of his creator. His nobility came from working with Picard and Riker and Geordi 
and Tasha Yar and all of those people who had an effect on it. It's funny you say that, Brent. I was almost th- I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm like, you know, I saw the episode where his his creator, quote unquote, was on the show. I'm like, for one thing, I don't really like him. Yeah. He's kind of smug. He's nothing like Data. He looks like him, and that's about it. And I'm like, Data is his own his own yeah. entity. He's his own person, you could say. Which I mean, so. it's it's the same as growing up anywhere. It's right. Like, you know, you are a reflection of the people who've had influence on you. Yeah. And my problem with it is, is human beings are fairly rotten. And well, human that's... being wrote the original code, therefore, by definition, I don't trust it. Oh, interesting. And I am a computer programmer. Well, that's true. We are. You are bringing it from the villain perspective. I and am. Because you are a villain, and so are they. I, I am bringing it from the point of view of, you know, I you just don't know what's in the code or what's going to recombinate. You know, Alan, okay, I don't like your whole blanket statement of people are rotten. However, we are people flawed. Are we are rotten. we all have flaws and by that, that is true. We, uh, and by that virtue then yeah. Our instinctual serpentine brain leans towards the bad. It's it's our it's who we are that you know fights to be good. Even under the Even, best situations, and I will pick on your dear Mandalorian for a moment. This is a show exhibiting exactly these qualities so far in the future or so far in the past, whichever they are, and they're still trying to overcome the most basic of ideas. You just, you know, gosh, you know, I, I think this is a very interesting segment. I want to say something else. I just had a, a, a revelation. We talk about storytelling in terms of, okay, well, I'm going to go to the movies and I'm going to be entertained by this and whatever. Mm. Well, you know, all of us are storytellers and writing something or creating a piece of art is a very enriching thing, whether whether anybody else knows about it or not. And we're kind of diluting that. We, we might get to a point where people are like, well, what's the point of me creating anything because... All these other, I, I don't know. I mean, just the, it's, you, it's, it's a very important thing to be your own storyteller. To quote Data once again and everything, he was talking about how if he's lost in everything, a unique perspective will be lost on the world. And so that's the importance of a storyteller is, yes, maybe your story isn't necessarily the best or the most profound, but we lose your perspective when you, when you um, uh, fail to write about it. I think this is a big battle coming. We are, we should be. We, we, we are creators They're, of art, and it's important to our own well-being. And who are these AI to come over and take right, over? Well, there's so, an AI art reckoning on the horizon. It is. I'm seeing a big battle you know, well, somewhere. Uh, and Joe, I'm going to throw in your, your beloved lathe. There you go. I got news for you. A machine can make anything you can think of faster, quicker, and more efficiently. Yep. But did it actually have the thought of how to make it? And my life is enriched when I make something on the lathe. I'm just reminded of that musical, yeah. um, uh, you can do anything, I can do better. Yeah. yeah there's, there is you know, a battle I mean, coming. There's a bicentennial man moment going on in here. This is pretty interesting. So, okay. But there are some upsides to this, and we're going to talk about that because we always like to be positive. So stay tuned for uh, more on Geek Tank Radio. You're listening to Geek Tank Radio on 98.1 The Max. Tom Servo is their spirit droid. The Geek Patrol is back. See, all AI aren't bad. Yeah. Tom Servo. All right. Uh, uh, you you uh, might uh, win me back uh, with that uh, argument. You know, look, look. We, we get behind Tom Servo, but he's not necessarily good. No. No, no he's not. <laughs> 
the, the, yeah. the, the key is spirit robot. He's right. in the spirit. Okay, a spirit. He we is can, your uh, Patronus. Yes. Anyway, welcome back to uh, Geek Tank Radio, everybody. I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth and our buddy Max behind the glass. And we are, man, we're in the middle of a, a very organic and interesting and thought-provoking conversation that uh, took some directions I, I didn't expect. And we're talking about the AI revolution in art and in storytelling. And I think all of us have seen these these uh, this this AI artwork that's popping up, these videos, and now it's even reaching into storytelling. And one of uh, one of my favorite, an author of one of my favorite books, uh, made a post, Brandon, that you just discovered, right. and it illustrates exactly what we're talking about. So. Right, uh, author of Devil in the White City and creator of the Savage Dragon, Eric Larson. Uh, just 22 hours ago, posted on his Facebook page, if you constantly post AI art and I just unfriended you, well, now you know the reason why. Hmm. Uh, the funniest part of this is if he just unfriended you, you didn't see this post. Yeah. <laughs> but I get his, I but, get his um, thing. Um, yeah, that's a good point. That's coming from an artist. And as you go through the comments underneath it, it's a lot of people in the comic industry who are coming together and they're basically calling these guys out for what they are, thieves. Well, what was the rest of the quote? No, the, no, that's all of his. The next part that I read to you off air belongs to it's someone's someone who is not in response. the industry's response, right. and I don't feel comfortable sharing their thoughts on the air without their permission. Well, we can give the spirit of it. It was basically along the lines of, of what we were saying, yeah, and that, we, we there, were, that there is an AI art reckoning coming, and that uh, stop going to the five and dime and calling it yeah, high art. I think I think one of my favorite ones in the midst of that is there was. I will go ahead and say this. That AI art is the hot is the gas station hot dog of art. <laughs> sometimes that's you, a pretty great quote. Sometimes mm. you want it; it's not going to go well for you. Well, the other thing is, we the point we made before the break was that the point of art and the point of storytelling isn't just for us to consume it; it's for us to create it. It's and creating art enriches our life, whether we're famous or not. It's just it's a good thing to do, and this dilutes that. And this is really almost a battle you could say coming so. my question is is like okay yes um there's a difference between digesting and creating it and but what if there's an ai that literally does create something would it be discriminatory to deprive them of that ability to create uh see that well, now we're getting into I, all I think, sorts I think, of other I think, you have, yeah. I think you have a good 50 to 60 years worth of political uh activism towards getting ai seen as sentient beings with those rights before anybody will say it's discriminatory. I'm going to throw in a Matrix moment. Okay. All right. You know, Fifth Element, Matrix, and a few other movies alluded to downloaded knowledge. Downloaded right. knowledge, yeah. Okay. So Keanu's sitting there looking all Keanu, and he starts rolling his eyes back and forth, and he looks over at the guy standing there in the dojo and goes, Cool. Now I know Kung Fu. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you may know it. You may have the data of it, but you don't know how to do it. You haven't done it. it you may have downloaded. You didn't the, struggle for it. You don't. You didn't sweat right. for twenty. You didn't years live it. Getting right. this perfect. Right. Well, and that and, and and Alan, you would have no emotional attachment to it because you have no memory of like, man, I I spent years earning this and and whatever, and which would make you. He would also have no muscle muscle memory of it. Right. He would have no body shaping of it. You just downloaded it. Right? I have a shirt. It says "Earn Your Scars." They're perfect. Yeah, bingo. Exactly. And, and all right, where I'm getting worried in this whole AI thing is. Uh, 
We're we're gonna go back to war games. We're gonna go way back. Let's 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 go back. Let's go back. Well, to hurry up. Yeah. War games okay. doing this. <laughs> and what it? What about a computer virus? What about what are we? What are we controlling with this? And what's gonna yeah. go down? Yeah, and it, and, it, and it might be what the same could thing. Be turned off. An Does arc this revolution. turn off your electrical system? Right. Yeah, you don't have what to. What about just... running a hospital? What about you know? I I worry about the being too reliant on technology, and this is a very lazy road. Yeah. This just... is, gee, I want to be an artist, so I'm going to go spend two ninety nine on this art program that I can just give it some parameters, and it's going to chalk up some art. Yeah. I guess my whole perspective of all of this is is not viewing these sorts of things with hostility, but more so curiosity. You're on the wrong show, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would well, be I've, curious, I've... but I've got 40 years of that curiosity racked up on you, and I go back to the villain point of view of the one thing I can trust in human nature is the not good part of it. I mean, there's like a stoic philosopher who said, uh, like, I'm a, just don't expect people to be good in everything and you'll be happier. Uh, you know, as I love to point out to a lot of people, I usually think the worst of you when I meet you and I am so rarely disappointed. And when I am, I'm elated that you're a good person. Jeez, Alan. Okay, that's nice. But uh, Well, that's what I, we're talking about here. If you were a lifetime, well, again, I'm going to pick on being a carpenter. You've been a lifetime carpenter. You have you have honed those skills, and now somebody's going to come along with a CNC machine and a computer program, and they're going to kick your fanny. I think the future will be muddier than we think. I, mm -hmm. I appreciate your optimism, Max, and there's probably <laughs> elements of it that are good and useful and whatever, but it's something to pay attention to. And, I mean, we're in the middle of it now, and boy. Oh, this is just the opening salvo. This is just beginning and it's been going on. We've been warned about this for 40 years. And what is that uh, famous Chinese proverb, may you live in interesting times? Oh, we certainly do. Jeez, I don't know, man. So, well, we didn't even get to, I, I did have an upside to this, but I don't think we'll, you know, <laughs> I could tease it. I do think the tease one it. thing it does make you think about is uh, when you see some of these, it makes you realize that, okay, well, you know, if you wanted to, to create, for example, a 1930s-esque Batman movie, using AI to help you, maybe help you with the filters and all that stuff. And, or maybe, you know, it's possible to do that mm. now. So it is it, as a tool. I, I like it as a, uh, as, as something running the show. I don't like it. I don't know, but Understood. whatever, but a pretty interesting conversation today. You guys, I got to admit, you know, uh, very thought provoking, mm -hmm. not something people might expect when they tune into Geek Tank Radio. <laughs> well, but... I mean, we are asking a lot. It is early on Sunday. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So expect the expect the unexpected. But um, <laughs> uh, and of course, like we said, we'll be following Mandalorian as the as the season unfolds, and uh, you know, we'll we'll keep you abreast of all the latest in geekdom. But guys, it's time to get out of here. So until next week, we are the Geek Patrol, and I am Joe Thorderson. I'm Alan Gilbreth. I'm Maximilian. And I'm Brandon Elmstead, warning you that next week, it's going to be Geek Tank as a 1940s AI radio show. Ooh. <laughs>